listeners, and welcome to the Montel Pod Extra, bringing you the latest energy developments in these challenging COVID-19 times. Joining us today is Tobias Federico, uh, the Managing Director of Energy Brainpool. Tobias, a warm welcome to you. Good morning, Richard. My first question would be, has the scale and the extent of this crisis uh, taken you by surprise? I think the extent and the speed, yes. I do remember when I saw the first news uh, in China that um, having a new virus in China could be something dangerous. It was quite unclear, my feeling, but I thought, hmm, this could be something. And then uh, when you saw the numbers rising at the first outbreak also here in Germany at the end of January, then you saw, okay, today we are so connected that it could, if it's not going to be stopped, be something quite big, depending on the type of uh, illness. Do you think the European countries have reacted in the best possible way? Oh, I think it's not mine to say and judge this. Um, if, if I see the measures in Italy, for example, compared to the measures we are having right now in Germany, especially in Berlin, um, you uh, should stay at home. And uh, when the sun is shining, the coffees and the restaurants are full and packed. The young people are in the parks. So I think uh, when you set up rules, they should be in, in a way that it... It has an effect, and right now it doesn't have any effect. So that's, in a sense, a little bit worrying. So I know this is a difficult question, uh, Tobias, but in your view, how long do you think this could go on for? Well, uh, biologists say that uh, the virus will be a problem within the next two years. I personally do think that we will have this extreme situation until uh, the after, after Easter holiday, because then schools have to open, and uh, then it will start again. Maybe in summertime, it will be a bit more quiet, but especially in wintertime, it will peak up again. So I do expect for this year a very difficult and complete different type of working and living. Um, and uh, after that, it might recover. A bit of a kind of roller coaster ride then for the rest of the year, uh, potentially. Definitely. And into next. But what does it mean for you personally? Are you working from home? And what does it mean, you know, in terms of for, for your company? Because you're not just managing director, but you're, you're also the owner. When we saw the second wave starting in Germany uh, at the end of February, I was thinking about what could be the potential plans. Um, I've cancelled some external trips. I have advised uh, my employees not to travel with public transports. And um, then we started really to... Um, be technically able to work from home. Uh, most of our business is done by computers. So that was possible for all employees. And luckily on Thursday last week, we have been able and have chipped the last computer to uh, the, the last intern. So therefore, we have been able to start a from home office on Friday. We are losing, of course, also uh, a bit uh, in the short term, especially from the seminar side. But most of the customers are open to webinars, uh, webinar ideas, and uh, maybe uh, this will be an effect that we will work differently in certain areas um, after COVID-19. Absolutely. It'll be interesting to see how what the consequences will be on working life, on traveling, etc. But, I mean, we talked a little bit in the introduction when, I, when we started this call, um, Tobias, about the challenges of balancing home school, home office, and, you know, it's, it's, it's not easy. Mm. Yeah, it is. It is, especially both together. So homeschooling and home office uh, together is quite impossible. I see this with uh, some of my employees 
So um, we work in shifts, uh, so or they work mm, in shifts, mm-hmm. uh, and um, that is something. But it's not something we can do eternally. The concept we are having now after the uh, quarantine, we are we're going to have right now, and maybe uh, we are not allowed to go out of the houses within Germany. It might come in the next two, two to three days. But after that, I think we will work in shifts. So uh, half of the team will be in the office working from there, and the other half of the team will be at home. And then we will change the next week. If we can broaden the discussion out into the impact on, on Germany and the German energy market, what are you seeing in terms of the impact on, on energy demand? I mean, in particular power, we saw that the BDW said that it hasn't seen so much so far, but it expects um, a reduction to happen in, in the weeks and months to come. What's your view? Yeah, when I look in the actual numbers, um, we haven't seen a big effect right now. Um, the effects we are seeing, it has dropped a little bit, about 1,000, 1,500 megawatt in the peak demand, but this could be also weather-related. And uh, when you look into what is happening outside, of course, uh, most of the work is still be done. Most people work from home. Um, maybe public transport is a little bit less, but I think the big impact will start today because the big car manufacturers will stop their last production shift today Okay. and will stop their production within the next two weeks. In this case, I also expect that the public transport, especially the train system, uh, will run on a different schedule. So therefore, we will see a drop in electricity demand. How big it will be, it's difficult to say, but I do expect it to be maybe 5 to 10% in Germany. And this has certain effects, of course, on, on the merit order and uh, the prices. But on the other hand, I think the bigger price effects have a much bigger effect on the merit order right now, meaning uh, the CO2 prices and uh, the gas prices. Right. So you think up to 10% drop in power demand. But is that also up to the summer or do you see that maybe continuing uh, for several months? No, it's only short term. I okay. do expect the, the 10% drop only now in April. And then it depends on a general development and the economy, of course. Um, it will pick up. We are currently working on the, on the long-term uh, scenarios on, on two different approaches. Either uh, the impact will not be so big. So at the end of the year, we will be at normal levels, uh, also looking into the demand, or we will have a big recession. And having a big recession, it will take two to three years to recover. These are the two different scenarios we are looking uh, right now. Fairly challenging, absolutely. And But you said there'll be no real impact on, on power generation as such. The, the fall in the CO2 prices has had more of an impact, do you think? Lower demand um, has, of course, an impact, uh, as it does always, and has an impact on prices, but it doesn't necessarily uh, change the merit order. But CO2 prices, they do now change the merit order. In what sense? Could you explain that to our readers? Looking at the uh, former price levels, uh, let's say 25 euro per CO2 certificate, um, some of the gas power plants have been in the money and um, most of the hard coal power plants have been out of the money. And so therefore more gas power plants were, were running and hard coal power plants not. But now the, taking the given mm. price levels, although the gas price also has uh, dropped a bit, looking into 13 euro, which was the lowest price I think we've seen in the CO2 certificates in the last days. Today, I think it has rebounded up to 16. Yeah. But uh, taking 13 euro, we will have in the German merit order lignite power plant and hard coal power plant producing much cheaper mm. than gas power plants. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, uh, the low sorry. was at 15, uh, 15.05 earlier this week to, to BS, I think. Or 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, but even even taking those numbers, so mm. taking fifteen, mm. there are only a few high efficient gas power plants running cheaper mm. than okay. some coal power plants. That's interesting. So you think this is going to the boost, uh, you know, coal fired generation? I mean, that's that's. Um, it will. Yeah. It will definitely. Mm. How about? The impact on, for example, Germany's coal exits, could this be delayed? Not really, I think. I think the plan is there. Um, the, the government, and I think that's also good, um, continues to run on a normal work. So still the, uh, the, the laws are in pact, still uh, the police is working. I don't really think that they will shift the coal access due to the COVID effect. Okay. And how about other projects, for example, new grids being built or anything like that? Do you think there'll be delays to that? Not really, because um, I think after the high crisis, there will be an investment uh, peak. So money will float around and needs to be invested. And uh, therefore, I think... uh, to boost the economy, we will have much more investments in the energy market. So the key here is maybe the CO2 price. If we go down to 15 again, below to 13, that's just basically encouraging the coal-fired generation. But if what's what's on the other side? When do we get the gas coming back then? I mean, we're now 16, 16.50. Do we get them coming back in at 17, 18 or up close to 20, Tobias? Could you... Well, it depends always on the other prices and their, sure. their correlation, so yeah. gas and coal prices. But um, I think the tipping point um, between gas and um, coal is around 25. Okay, so we're still quite a way off that. Yeah. Yeah. Tobias, thank you very much for, for joining us on this Montel special podcast today. We'd happily invite you to, to chat again. So, Tobias, once again, thank you very much for joining us. It's always a pleasure, Richard. Thank you. Well, listeners, that's all for today. Uh, Remember to tune in every day at 5 o'clock CET on covid19.montelnews.com via the Montel website and soon on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please remember to tune into the Montel Weekly as well every Friday, where we'll be bringing you all the relevant energy market news and updates. Thank you. Bye. 